It's good to be here this morning to worship God, and it's really nice when you stand up to give a message and you feel like God is already preparing the message. You feel like you hit it right that week or got some connections there already, and just Mark's word, I think, particularly in the sense of that place of giving up our burdens as we come to God. And um, we're continuing our series this morning, uh, looking at J. John's series on just 10, thinking about the Ten Commandments. And this morning, we're uh, looking at the Sabbath. And so I just want to um, read out some statements that we may find ourselves or hearing from other people around time. If only I had the time. There's never enough time. I don't know where the time goes. But how do you find the time? I'm hard-pressed for time. I'll try to find time. Is that the time already? My, how time flies. Could you fit in time? I'm short of time. Mustn't waste time, must we? I just ran out of time. I don't even get time to think. And finally, I should have you over for dinner sometime. I don't know if any of us have found ourselves saying any of those statements or hearing them from others. I know for me personally, I've used some of those and heard them as well. And I think the reality is for all of us, uh, we can find ourselves uh, leading very busy lives. And sometimes I think there can be pressure in our society <clears throat> that uh, we sense that the, busy they are, the busier we are, the more successful we are. I know sometimes I've bought into that, you know, if you've got lots and lots of meetings and you're running here, there and everywhere, suddenly you think you're being really successful. But is that really what life is about? Is that really... Uh, what God calls us to, to be busy, to be filling every aspect of our time. For some of us, we live uh, busy lives, and there's nothing wrong with busyness in and of itself. Actually, there's something about fullness of life, and God wants us to engage with lots of things. He wants us to be uh, pursuing his call on our lives, whether that's in our workplaces or at church or with our friends in our uh, leisure activities. But also, we need to have those rhythms in our life so that we have time for what God has got in store for us in our whole lives. And this morning as we focus on the Sabbath, we focus on this verse from Exodus chapter 20 verse 8, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days a week are set apart for your daily duties and regular work, but the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. And like all the commandments, uh, the, the commandment around the Sabbath is designed then not to be a burden, to, but to be a blessing. It's designed to help us. It's designed to enable us to live according to God's pattern for us. You know, God has created the heavens and the earth. He's created us. He's created time. And he's created us in such a way that every seven days we need a rest. That's part of the order of creation that he has uh, ordained. And the emphasis of this fourth commandment is to work for six days and then to rest. However, I don't know about you, but I find the pressures of modern day life, uh, family life, work, all that we get involved with, is that often this can get pushed to one side. And I want to make it really clear this morning, this is not about a guilt trip of saying, you know, why are we not observing the Sabbath as we should be? But actually, I hope to enable us to think about how can we build rhythms in our lives to live life in the way that God wants to, for us to, so that we can live a life that flourish, flourishes and grows. 
In, uh, in Japan, Japan, they have this word uh, koroshi, which literally means uh, death from overwork. And this has been a real issue in Japan, actually. Lots of people dying because of overwork and stress-related um, illnesses. And um, interestingly, I was talking to someone at the 8 o'clock after the service, and they said when the, uh, when, when the laws came in for uh, enabling people to work on Sundays, that his boss basically tried to make him work every single day of the week, you know, Monday to Sunday, every day of the week. And he refused to, and he got a lot of stick for it, but some of his colleagues did. And his words were actually some of them he thinks died because of the pressure of the work put on him. And sometimes the pressures we experience are not pressures we put on ourselves, but they come from other people. And it's not just our work, is it? it's all of our lives. And uh, I, was, I was saying again at the 8 o'clock this morning that for some of us who, uh, who are retired, um, that the perception can be for, from others that you've got an eternal uh, Sabbath. But it's not the reality, is it? For those of you who retire will know that actually often you can end up doing lots and lots of different things. And uh, some people say that uh, in retirement you can be busier than when you're working. I, I can't uh, comment on that because I'm not retired. But uh, let, let me know afterwards. But there's still that reality of finding that rhythm and that space to, to rest from work. Uh, many people uh, can get burnt out. Um, interesting, and the word Sabbath literally means cease. It's this sense of just stopping, just laying something down. Uh, Jesus said in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27, the Sabbath was made to benefit people. So I wonder if you've ever wondered what, uh, what the Sabbath is and where it comes from. Of course, the Sabbath um, is in the Old Testament. It's part of the, the Jewish faith. And uh, what day was the Sabbath for the Jews, do you know? Saturday. So obviously we celebrate uh, the Sabbath on a Sunday. So why is that? Well, in the early church, obviously the early church started as very much a a, a Jewish phenomenon. Um, People who had realized the uh, fulfillment of the Old Testament law in Jesus. And so they used to meet together on a Saturday. But as the church grew and it spread throughout the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire didn't observe the Sabbath. So um, the early uh, Christians used to celebrate the Sabbath over Saturday night and then into Sunday morning. And so there are, are reports of Christians getting up, very up early, getting up very early on a Sunday morning and worshipping together uh, before they went to work. But then in the third century under Constantine, Constantine uh, legalized Christianity and he made it the state religion of the Roman Empire. And as a result of that, then he made Sunday as a rest day for everybody across the empire. So everybody had the same day that they could rest. And it was a, uh, a day of rest, but it was also a day for worship. But of course, this has changed now, isn't it, on our society? You know, some people still think, well, you know, England, we are a Christian country. But um, that's just not a reality, is it? You know, the, the Church of England is still the church of uh, the the state church, but the reality is we're not a Christian nation. You know, um, uh, the, the numbers of Christians across the land, percentage-wise, is 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 very small compared to what it was many years ago. And uh, the reality of that, it's changed the dynamic. And so Sunday no longer uh, is uh, is a Sabbath day that everyone can take. You know, of course, even even when we were a Christian nation, there were certain professions that needed to work on the Sabbath. Uh, obviously, vicars worked. Apparently, some people say they only work on Sundays. Um, uh, but, but emergency services and many others would work uh, on, on Sundays. But now many professions um, work on Sundays. And so we need to grapple with this as a reality. We can't just push that to one side. We need to think about how does that impact on us. 
And how do we live in ways that actually enable us to have that space for worship and that space for rest and uh, just not a reality for some people to be able to come and worship on a Sunday. And so, you know, that's why at St. James I really value the fact that we've got different timings of our service. We've got our 8 o'clock, we've got our 10 o'clock, we've got services in the evening. We've also got small groups during the week so that people who work um, at the weekend work on a Sunday are still able to worship. But still, I think there's this sense in Scripture of rhythm that we need a day each week where we can rest, where we can rest from work. As the commandment says, remember to observe the Sabbath. So how do we keep the Sabbath? What, what do we need to do? How, what does it look like to keep it? You know, you could say, well, yeah, I'm keeping the Sabbath, but what does that actually mean in reality? Well, I think it's doing what God intended the Sabbath for, and I think this is for our benefit, as we uh, read in the Matthew uh, passage that actually the Pharisees had got to this point where they had 101 different rules around the Sabbath trying to interpret the law and say this is how you need to keep it. But they got so tied up with that that they weren't really uh, using the Sabbath for what it was. And so what does uh, God want us to benefit from in the Sabbath? Because the Sabbath is about benefiting us. It's about helping us in our lives. And it's about benefiting us physically, emotionally and spiritually. So first of all, the Sabbath is a day to rest our body. It's to rest our body. You know, we're not machines. Don't just turn us on, we just keep going and going and going. We do need resets. We do need uh, to be re-energized. We need to rest our bodies. On that day, no one in your household, it says in Exodus, may do any kind of work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your servants, and your livestock. You need to give your pets a break as well, you see. God says no work, a day of physical non-productivity. We live in a world, don't we, that's obsessed with productivity, efficiency, how we can do things better, how we can achieve more. And there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But actually, if it becomes an obsession to the extent where we don't rest ourselves, that is an issue. There's a proverb that says the bow that is always bent will finally cease to shoot at all. In Exodus 31 and verse 17, God himself provides us the model uh, for resting. It says, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but he rested on the seventh day and was refreshed. If God is refreshed, we need to be refreshed as well. I don't know if you've ever noticed the way in which small children don't like going to bed. My kids are always like, Daddy, can I just watch one more episode? Or, Daddy, can I just read that book? Or, Daddy, can I just stay downstairs and play for a bit? Or, oh, Daddy, if I've got to go upstairs, can I just play in my room? Can I keep the lights on? All these different reasons to stay up. Um, and sometimes when I'm tired and I'm worn down, my kids get the better of me. And I say, oh, go on then, stay up for a bit longer. And then the next day, you regret it because actually it has an impact on their behavior and their energy levels. And it's exactly the same for us as well, isn't it, as adults, that actually if we don't get that rest, it has a big impact on us. We know that unless they get proper rest, we aren't going to be fit to live with the next day. There was a rich businessman, and he was disturbed to find a fisherman sitting beside his boat. Why aren't you out there fishing, said the fisherman. Because I've caught enough fish for today, the fisherman said. Why don't you catch more than you need, the businessman asked. 
What would I do with them? The fisherman responded. The, the businessman then said, you could earn more money and buy a better boat so that you could go deeper and catch more fish. You could purchase nylon nets, catch even more fish and make even more money. So you'd have a fleet of boats and be rich like me. The fisherman then responded, then what would I do? And the the businessman then said, you could sit down and enjoy your life. And then the fisherman looked placidly out to sea and said, what do you think I'm doing now? So the first is a day to rest our bodies, a place to find physical nourishment and re-energizing. The second way um, to uh, build a good Sabbath into our lives is a day to recharge our emotions, a day to recharge our emotions. You know, I find in life, life is busy. It's noisy. There's lots going around. If you come to our household, at sort of between five and seven, it's crazy, lots of noise. Some of you have been for dinner with us at that time, and it is mad. Uh, we need a place of quietness, a place where we can just be still. Um, Psalm 23 verse 2 says, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. How many of you feel that you need your, your soul restored? How many of you do, do you live busy lives where you feel, is this ever going to let up? How many of you need that place just of quietness where you can reset, you can reboot, you can drink deeply of God? And so that's the first thing, I think, as we think about recharging our emotions, is that sense of quietness. I think the other thing is um, having time with family and friends. You know, with the change, uh, some of you will remember the uh, change in uh, Sunday opening times. You know, there was a day where it was illegal to open a shop on a Sunday. That's all changed now. But, but then irrespective of what you think from a Christian perspective, there's this opportunity for everyone on the same day to get together family, friends, and enjoy one another's company. And there's something we need to really work even harder at these days is really putting aside that time where we can spend time with our uh, with our friends, with our spouses, with our, our families, children, parents, whoever, um, just to really uh, engage in that relational depth. You know, life can be an interchange of, uh, of simple tweets and Facebook messages, but actually we need more than that. We need these depths of relationships in our lives. And so how can we build this? Well, one of the things that uh, I've really valued in, in our family is that we really guard the meal table. So having a, a meal together regularly, you know, we actually manage to do it pretty much once a day, which is fantastic, but that won't be possible for everyone. But actually trying to have a regular rhythm where we can spend time with our family and eat meals together. And one of the rules we have at our meal table is that our mobile phones are not allowed at our meal table. Um, it only applies to me and Ali at the moment, but we're verbalizing it. So when our children are older... <laughs> It has an impact, but actually that's been really real blessing. And actually there were, even, there were times where Anne and I were using our phones and we just thought, we're just going to lay this to one side because there's something about us engaging with one another as a family and saying, you know, actually you are more important at this point in time than the other person who's trying to contact me on my mobile phone. You know, obviously phones are great. They're a great way of communicating with people, but if they get in the way of our important relationships... There's something amiss there. So find ways of protecting those family times, those times with our friends as we engage with them. The second uh, thing that's really great is leisure. You know, finding leisure activities that we enjoy. Don't feel guilty for going to the gym or 
Uh, you may feel more guilt actually not going to the gym. Perhaps it's a bad example. Um, don't feel guilt playing sports or you know, going on a hike. You know, take the time to enjoy leisure time. Interesting, the, uh, the root word of leisure is from a Latin word which uh, is pronounced uh, lichiri, which literally means permission. Give yourself permission to have leisure time. It's a gift, gift from God, time to enjoy ourselves, to exercise our bodies, however it works for you. And then uh, the final way under uh, recharging our emotional batteries is around giving technology a break. Giving technology a break. Those who know me well will know that I love my technology. You know, I really enjoy the benefits of it. But actually, technology um, can be a real distraction as well. It can um, impact our health. There's been some research on that more recently. I was interested in reading an article um, over the summer while I was away on holiday saying actually many families are putting their technology to one side. It's almost like it's reached a point where people are getting tired of it. There's too much of it. Um, but um, one of the things I was challenged at, a new wine over the summer, which I may have said to some of you already because it's really made an impact in my life, is that uh, one of the seminar speakers um, looked out at us and he said, how many of you use your mobile phone as your own alarm clock? And I put my hand up and most of the room put their hands up. Um, and he said, stop doing it. And he, said, and he gave the reason for this. And he, he said, basically, if, if you use your mobile phone as your alarm clock, that means it's on your bedside table. It means probably just before you're going to bed, you're reading your phone. Just before you, as you wake up, you're probably reading it as well. And uh, this has an impact on you. I'm not, by the way, saying this is what you must do. I'm just saying this is what, what has happened for me. And this is my experience and the blessing it's been to me. You guys got to work out for yourselves what you want to do. But it's been phenomenal for me because every day I used to go to bed and I used to read the paper just before I went to bed uh, on my phone. Um, and that had two impacts. One, it meant that Ali was sat there. She was probably doing the same. And, uh, and we didn't really talk to each other. So there was a benefit. We talk a little bit more together now, which is great. Um, but secondly, um, the impact it has on our, our brains, the light actually is not good for us at that time of night. It does inhibit our sleep levels. Um, but, but it also means when I wake up in the morning now, I've got more energy and more energy for the day ahead. And so that's just been an emotional thing for me uh, to recharge me day by day that's really benefited me on a really practical way. Um, but also spiritually, I believe it's had a real impact as well on my times in the morning um, as, I, as I come before God. So giving technology a break, however that works for you, just thinking about that. Okay, so we've looked at a day to rest our body. We've looked at a day to recharge our emotions And thirdly, uh, the Sabbath is a day to be renewed spiritually. It's a day to be renewed spiritually. You know, I think today in our society, many people are spiritually bankrupt. I think there's a deep hunger within many people to uh, drink deeply of spiritual things. But the fast food diet, so to speak, of uh, the the instantaneous can so easily undermine uh, our... Uh, need for the spiritual and our uh, quenching of that appetite. We can so easily quench it with the spontaneous and the immediate rather than the depth that we're so in need of. And uh, many of us will have tried different spiritual practices. I don't know what your spiritual practices are, if you have them, but just really want to commend them to you. When we talk about spiritual disciplines, some people's minds just switch off immediately. But if we simply see a spiritual practice or a spiritual discipline or a holy habit, however you've heard it stated, 
um, as a way of connecting us with Jesus and going deeper with him. Who wants to grow in relationship with Jesus? I think all of us do, don't we? That's why we're here. That's why we come to church. And so spiritual practices are a great, great way of doing that. It may be through um, a daily devotional book. It may be through reading scripture. It may be through meditation. It may be walking in the countryside and praying as you walk. It may be listening to worship music. It may be praying with friends. It may be prayer journaling. It may be a whole manner of different things. There are many ways that we can connect with God, and there are just, just a few. But often we have so little time for God that our lives are so full, and yet they feel so empty. We need to build in this time for God, and this is part of what Sabbath is about. The Sabbath is an opportunity for us to go deeper. It's an opportunity for us to meet with other Christians. I'm preaching to the converted. You guys have all come here this morning. I hope you've come here to engage with God, to see friends, to grow together as the people of God. And just on this, I just want to raise your expectation as well. I want you to, want you to think about each Sunday when you come to church. You know, what are you praying as you come? As you, as you get up in the morning, as you come to church, are you just thinking, okay, I've got to go to church today, that's what I do on a Sunday? Or are we thinking, you know, well, as I come to church, I wonder what God wants to do in my life this morning. I wonder how he's going to change me. I wonder how he's going to change other people through the transformation that he's going to do in my life. So just think about the expectation that you come with to church as you come on this Sabbath day to engage with God. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Let's just do that for a moment. Just be still. It's wonderful, isn't that feeling of just being still? We only did it for a moment there, but just the sense of quietness and um, sense of connecting with God as we're still. Worship renews our spirit as sleep renews the body. Do we have a pattern where we can renew ourselves spiritually by God's Holy Spirit. So to sum up, we focus not only on our physical needs or our emotional needs, but also our spiritual needs. Isaiah 58 verses 13 to 14 says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. You know, each Sabbath, those of us who are around on a Sunday get the opportunity to give the first part of our day to God and say, God, here I am. I've given myself spiritually to be renewed and equipped for the coming week. The challenge is, are we taking God seriously by taking the Sabbath seriously? So we're called to rest our body, to recharge our emotions and to be renewed spiritually. Ignoring the Sabbath can have a massive impact on our lives, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But ultimately, it's not about observing the Sabbath. You know, I've talked about the Sabbath, talked about all these different things, why it's important, but actually it's ultimately not about that. It's about finding rest, not by having the Sabbath, but it's ultimately about coming to Jesus. It's about finding rest in Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 to 30, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is right. A modern day translation of this would be, are you feeling that you are at the end of your tether? Come to me. Are you feeling that you want to resign from the human race? Come to me. Some of us this morning are feeling weary. Some of us may be feeling burnt out. But Jesus says, come to me. He invites us to come. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my burden, take my yoke, for they are light and they are easy. You know, this yoke and this burden, we are called to carry a burden. We're called to carry the occupation that God gives us, whether that's, uh, whether that's work or if we're retired, uh, interests that we've got, organizations we get stuck into. We are called to carry a yoke and a burden, but that yoke and that burden is light and it should be easy as we come to Jesus and we find rest in him. Augustine said this, Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you, Jesus Christ. And there's this wonderful promise that as we come to him, as we take that invitation, that he gives us rest for our souls, the seat of our emotions, the center of which everything else comes out, that actually we can find rest in our souls as we come to Jesus Christ. Um, as you know, much of this material that we're going through on the uh, Ten Commandments is from J. John. And J. John shares this story. He said, I did a whole series of lectures at Oxford University. A student came up to me at the end of the whole week of lectures and he said, I've listened to all your lectures. I found them all very interesting, but I believe that Christianity is a crutch don't know how many of you have heard that expression before. Maybe someone said that to you. Well, you know, actually Christianity is a, is a crutch. Well, listen to what J. John then goes on to say. He says, and I articulated it in a different way. I said, listen, if you broke both legs, would you appreciate a wheelchair to get around? He said, yes, I would. If you broke one leg, would you appreciate the use of crutches to get around? The student replied, yes, I would. I said, this is J. John speaking, I said, I am a broken person, so are you. I've never met a person who isn't broken, and I'm so glad I can lean on Jesus while he's putting me back together again. You're right. You know one thing about Christianity? It is a crutch for broken people. You've almost got to realize that you're broken so that you can lean on Jesus. I'm a broken person. All of us, I believe, are broken. We need a saviour. Jesus Christ is that saviour. He is the one who we can ultimately find rest in. And so let me ask us some questions this morning, not to condemn us, but to help us reflect on what God wants to do in us this morning. As I said, you know, Do we come with the expectation this morning that we're going to be changed? I hope we do. And so questions for us. Have you become weary from overwork? Do you feel the need to find balance in your life between work and rest? Do you feel that family is suffering because of lack of rest in your life? Are you feeling you need spiritually 
recharging.